want us to go into the word of the Lord together this morning. If we could all stand for the reading of the word. Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 7. And um, on your chairs you received a faith promise card. If you are uh, have not been with CCC before at a missions conference, this is something that CCC does every year with a commitment to the for missions of what uh, we can give on a monthly basis or a weekly basis for uh, the calls of missions going outside of this building. And so the funds that are raised during missions conference, they go around the world. And we'll take time at the end uh, of this message. And so don't fill that card out yet, but have it close to you because we'll take time together to fill that out, to pray over that, ask that the Lord would speak to us about that. And we will come together and we will, we will lay these on the altar together as families. And we'll pray that the Lord will take this, He will multiply it. And he will help us to impact nations around the world. But I want to go to the word of the Lord first. Matthew chapter 20 and verse 1 says, For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers in his, into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into the vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. Verse 5, again, he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. Verse 6, verse six says, And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and saith unto them, Why stand ye here all day idle? Verse 7, They say unto him, Because no man has hired us. He said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. I have been stirred lately with the looking at what is going on around the world and what is going on in, in my area of responsibility in Europe. And I believe now more than ever the coming of the Lord is soon. I, I, I heard it all my life. I've heard it as a kid. God, the Lord's coming soon. And I don't know if as a kid I believed it, but more and more I believe it more than ever now. I believe the coming of the Lord is, is very near upon us. And I believe we as a church, we must prepare ourselves to be a part of what God is doing in this last day church. I, and I preach this morning not from a point of fear but I point of a point of opportunity that we have as the church to be a part of what God is doing in this last days before he comes he's coming soon and we have the opportunity to be a part of what he is doing in this last days I want us one more time if we could pray and ask that the Lord would speak to us before before we enter into his word Lord Jesus I ask you Lord, you'd speak to each of us individually and collectively this morning Lord, we thank you for your word, for what we feel in this place this morning. I take dominion and authority over every doubt, every fear, everything that would be contrary to your word and your will. I, I bind it in the name of Jesus. I lose faith in this place. I lose revelation, Lord, to, for us to understand your word and what you are doing in this last hour. I pray that you would speak to us on this, on this missions conference Sunday, Lord, that you would, you would divinely direct us. Lord, I thank you for what you are going to do in Jesus' name. Everyone say in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the name of Jesus. It is, it is in Matthew chapter 20 that, that we find the parable of the laborers in the vineyard where Jesus 
He is trying to give insight into what the kingdom of heaven is like. And it is in this parable that we see the landowner, our, the landowner is our Lord himself and the workers he sends into the vineyard represent those that have been saved, they've been chosen and commissioned by him. And it is in this parable that we see, we see a picture of the vastness of his field, a field that is so large that it will re- require many laborers to work in this harvest. Harvest time, it, it's, a, it's a, always a stressful time. For those of you who have worked on a farm, you know that you start early in the morning and you work late. You're working against the clock. If, if the harvest is not in gathered before the rains broke, it would be ruined. And so it was important to get that harvest in. It was a frantic race against time. Harvest is, is every vineyard owner's greatest dream and, and worst nightmare rolled into one. Months and months are are spent in the vineyards pruning and plowing and tending and, and analyzing, preparing for the harvest, long hours in the sun and the rain and the wind and frost and everything in between, all working towards that one moment of harvest. And it is in this context that, that this parable that Jesus describes, the landowner who, who arises early in the morning and to hire day laborers for the vineyard, it, it would be customary for him to find the best workers. It would... It would, be the, it would be wise for him to find those who had the most stamina to resist the heat of the day. The work day was divided into 12-hour days beginning the first hour at 6 in the morning. The vineyard, the vineyard owner in this parable, he makes a trip to the day labor market as many who sought manual labor did. And he sees a group of potential workers standing around and waiting to be hired. The landowner he might look for those who had the most experience. One writer said that, the, that, that in this type of situation, a landowner would look and he would expect their hands and he would look at their hands. He would see if they were experienced workers, if they had calloused hands, that cal- the calluses would show the experience. And he would, he would pick the best workers. It, he would not pick the weak ones. You would not pick the sick, sickly ones. You would pick those that would would be the most productive in the harvest because the period of work was too short and they had to work fast. They had to make sure that that they could gather in the harvest. And as we look around at us, even today in the turmoil and the chaos that is going on all around us right now in the world, let us not miss the signs of the greatest harvest that is right before us. We can be very distracted by everything that is happening, that that we miss the season of harvest that is being set before us. At times we have imagined a time of harvest, of, of end time harvest is a time of peace where, where people, they will just walk into our churches and, and, and fill our buildings and we have not imagined that in the midst of political turmoil happening all around us and, and chaos happening in the world and, and we have not imagined that end time harvest at times in the midst of, of the turmoil and if we are not careful we will be focused on the turmoil that is around us and we will miss the harvest that is right before us and for those of you that have not noticed yet Jesus is coming back soon and the time that we have is short let us not be distracted by personal conflicts and and by personal positions that we must understand that the time 
is running out. John 4 and 35 says, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look unto the fields, for they are white to harvest. We see in, in this scripture, we see the harvest. And it's interesting to me for, for me to note the different visitations here in this, this parable. It's the different visitations of the Lord of the vineyard throughout the day. He goes and he's looking for more workers for the harvest. And Matthew tells us that the Lord of the vineyard, he goes out at the third hour. He goes out again at the sixth hour. He visits the marketplace again at the ninth hour and he's looking for more people that are willing to get into the harvest and it is interesting to me to note that that throughout the harvest the lord the lord is concerned about harvesting everything throughout the day he is inspecting the pace of work he is analyzing if they are going to complete the task he's watching and he's seeing how the work is going we see that third hour visitation he sees the need is great, and at the third hour, he visits the place of the day laborer again. At the third hour, there's a visitation, and he finds those that are standing around. The Bible says that they were standing idle, but, but that's not saying that these were lazy people that were, that were just sitting lazily. No, they, they're standing idle. There's a place. They're waiting at a place of hire. And it's interesting to me to see the similarity of what happened in the book of Acts. As well about the third hour of the day. A holy visitation that, that came. The Holy Ghost came and fell on the day of Pentecost. In Acts 2 and 15 we see that reference for though they, they, these are not drunken as ye suppose. And it's, but the third hour of the day it was a visitation from on high. And Acts 1 and 8 says, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And so it's interesting to me that there is a third hour visitation that empowers the believers to be witnesses, to go into the harvest, to preach the gospel to every creature. And we, we must not forget why he filled us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It was a holy visitation that empowered us. We were not just in empowered to be able to attend church on Sunday morning we were not just empowered to be a part of some fellowship committee but there was a divine visitation and empowerment that came upon us about the third hour that happened that we begin to talk in other tongues it wasn't just so that we could have the gift of tongues no but there was an empowerment that happened when you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost there was a third hour visitation to Empower us to go into the field because the time is short. Jesus is coming back. We see again in Matthew chapter 20, again we see another visitation of the Lord of the vineyard. And as the day continues, he, to, he sees the, the need for more harvesters. And it is at the sixth hour that the Lord, the Lord visits the place of the day laborers again. And again, there are those that are, are standing and waiting. And again, the Lord says, I need some, some more harvesters. It, it is halfway through the day. It's the sixth hour of this visitation happens. And again, it's interesting to me to look at the book of Acts and, and to see a supernatural visitation of the Holy Ghost that happens to be 
Peter about the sixth hour of the day, Acts chapter 10 and, and, and verse 9 and 10. It says, on the morrow they went on a journey and drew nigh unto the city. Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And it, it is that sixth hour a vision happens. A, a, the, uh, a holy visitation happens with, with Peter. And verse 15 says, And the voice spake unto him again the second day, What God has cleansed thou call not common. We see a, a visitation that happens with, with Peter. There is revelation that comes to Peter at this hour. It is a supernatural visitation from the Lord that opens the eyes of Peter that this holy God, in filling is for everyone. It is at this time of prayer about the sixth hour that Peter begins to get a revelation that no one has ever received before, that, that everyone now has been called to receive this gospel. It is because of this revelation that now we send missionaries around the world. It's because of this divine visitation that of the sixth hour that we understand that there is neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. Because of this divine visitation of the sixth hour, there's that revelation that what we have is for everyone. The reason that we have this missions conference this weekend is because of that sixth hour visitation, that revelation that Peter received. That he said, oh, what I have received, what I have received that changed my life. It's not just for me. It's not just for the Jew, but it's also for the Greek. It's also for everyone. The Lord of the vineyard, he comes at the sixth hour. Because he didn't want anybody to be left out. It doesn't matter what color, what language, what ethnicity. We, we must have this revelation that this gospel is for everybody. We must have this revelation that, it, that, that this gospel that we have received is for everyone. Those who don't look like me. Those who don't talk like me. Those who don't have the same background as I. Uh, they, they deserve an opportunity to hear this message. We must have that revelation. That what we have received is for everyone. And in Matthew chapter 20 again the Lord goes and he visits the place of the day laborers. And again there's a visitation at the ninth hour. Where the Lord of the vineyard who is concerned about the harvest. He calls for more to get involved in the harvest. The day is getting shorter here. The, I, I, he's saying I need more workers for the field. It's, it's almost the end of the day. We've got to get this finished. It's almost, it's, uh, it's almost time. Time is almost up and we, we've got to get more help and it's, it's the ninth hour. The time is short. Again uh, as I look at the similarities of, of a supernatural visitation in the book of Acts I see Peter and John in Acts chapter 3 and verse 1 and now Peter and John went up together at the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour in the book of Acts I see a supernatural visitation that happens and, and boldness that comes over the apostles that are now, now walking in the spirit we see they say in Acts chapter 3 and verse 6 silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ rise up and walk and there's a visitation upon the church 
of the miraculous that begins to happen in the book of Acts that, that begins to change everything. There's a boldness that, that comes upon them that begins to change everything. I don't know if you've noticed, but, but in these, even these last few years, we have begun to see the miraculous around us like we have never seen before. We are hearing more and more testimonies of the miraculous power of God as, as we have never heard before. As we have crept closer to the coming of the Lord, there has begun to be a boldness that has come upon the people of God. And there are the miraculous that is beginning to happen all around us. In the past, we have waited on just a few specialists to come by to, to have the miraculous in our midst. But there's a divine visitation that has begun to happen. A ninth hour visitation has begun to happen where the miraculous is begin to become, becoming a common thing. Only a few years ago, I began to see one thing and then another. I began to see blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped. I, I started, it started with seeing one blind eye that opened. Then, then within a year, I saw I was in a service where, where I saw 13 people that were blind that they were healed. It was only a few years later that, that I was in a service in Bangladesh where 75 people testified of being healed of blindness in their eyes. It's, it's just a process of what the Lord is saying. I'm coming back soon, whether you realize it or not. There has been a visitation that has begun to happen in our movement that we have never seen before. And God is using whoever is available because it's the last days. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 6, it says, And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and saying unto them, Why stand ye here all day? And they said, Because no man has hired us. He said unto them, Go ye into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive again. The Lord of the vineyard, he goes looking for workers at the eleventh hour. He, go, he goes out, and he's, he goes again where the day laborers hang out. And at the eleventh hour, most of your talent is gone. If you're a day laborer hanging around at the eleventh hour, you, you most likely aren't the most gifted worker. That there is. And the Lord of the vineyard, he's saying, why, why aren't you guys working? Why, what's, what's going on? And he, he said, well, no one, no one has hired us. Now, at the beginning of the day, it's, that's when you pick your best. That's when you pick your strongest. That's when he's looking to say, let me see your hands. Oh, what calluses. Okay, that we, we need that. That's when you're, you're looking for your strongest ones. And if, but, but if you're hanging around at the 11th hour... If you're hanging around the corner trying to work at the 11th hour, you're, you're desperate. If you're hanging around at the corner trying to get work at the 11th hour, you, you probably have some kids to feed at home. If you're hanging around at the 11th hour looking for work, you, you may not be the most gifted one that there is. And it's at the 11th hour, at the end of the day, even today, and day, people that are hiring day laborers. In the morning, the place is full. In the morning, people drive up with their trucks and they say, Hey, I'm looking for a couple of workers that could help. Is there anybody who has experience with laying brick? Is there anybody who has experience with sheetrock? And, and those talented ones, they, Oh, that's, that's me. And they, they jump in, those day laborers, they go to work. Towards the end of the day, your skilled labor is gone. It's the one who's hungry. He said, I, I don't really have a lot, but I need some work here. 
I'm willing to sweep. I'm willing to carry something. I'm, re- I'm willing to unload things. What, what do you need? If you're hanging around there at the end of the day, you're hungry and you're willing to do whatever you have to do to be paid. And as I look at the signs of the times, I believe that we have entered into the 11th hour because Jesus is coming back soon. But, but there is still a harvest and time is running out. And the Lord of the harvest has come again. The Lord of the harvest has come again for one more visitation before the end, before his second comings. And he's saying, is there anyone else that wants to be involved in what I'm doing in this last hour? You, it may not seem fair to some, but everyone gets paid the same. The Bible says in Matthew 20 and 12, saying, These have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden, and he the day. And in this last day, God is looking, he is calling, he is searching for people that will be involved in this last day harvest. That's why we can't wait until people are, uh, have been in the church for 20 years or 40 years to get involved in the harvest. We can't wait until people have been there, uh, been in church for 20 years and, uh, because God is calling everyone. The last day harvesters are going to have the opportunity to experience everything in a short amount of time. What, what those from the beginning experience we're going to get to experience in this last day we see at the beginning there is an outpouring of the Holy Ghost we see there's a revelation of the name of Jesus we a revelation that this gift is for everybody we see signs wonders and miracles but in this last day church the 11th hour worker those that have been called to harvest at the 11th hour they have the privilege to get to be a part of everything that God is doing very quickly in a short amount of time that's why we're going to see a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost in a short amount of time we're going to see a revelation of the name of Jesus in a short amount of time we're going to see signs wonders and miracles in a short amount of time in a period of just five years in the church of Spain where God allowed us to have the privilege of serving for 19 years. God allowed us in a five-year period of time to double the number of churches in Spain. Now we have over 100 churches in the nation of Spain. In, a, in, a play, in the past five years there, over 4,000 have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Over 4,900 have been baptized in the name of Jesus. In a place like Europe that has been resistant to the gospel, we have begun to see the blinded eyes open. We have begun to see deaf ears un stop and the lame walk why is it because you're someone special no it's because it's the 11th hour and God is saying I've got to do a quick work and anybody who's willing to be a part of it I will use you in this 11th hour John 4 and 37 herein is that saying true one soweth another reapeth I sent you to reap that where ye bestow no labor other men labored and ye are entered into their labors 11th hour laborers are just hungry 11th hour laborers may not be the most talented people 11th hour laborers may not seem like they have it all together 11th hour laborers may not have the greatest preaching ability But 11th hour laborers are hungry and saying, I'm willing to do whatever. Just 
Let me be a part of that harvest at the last moment. Let, let, me, let me be a part of what's going on and what is beginning to happen around the world and we get the privilege of being a part of. It's not because we are special. It's not because we are talented. There have been people that have been more talented and had more ability that have gone on before us, but, but we are going to get to be paid the same thing that the elders were paid. We're going to get paid the same thing that the, that, that the others who have gone and worked longer. And, and it may not seem fair. Why is it that in this last hour that, that they are seeing such an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and it's something that we prayed about, we fasted about, we never, we never saw it in totality. Why is it that that these young people are going to see the miraculous, and why is it that they're going to see such an outpouring of His Spirit like we have only dreamed about it? It's not because you're special. It's not because you're someone special, but it's because it is the eleventh hour, and the Lord of the Harvest He's come again tonight, today, to say, "I am here. I'm calling those that are hungry, those who." want to be involved I'll use you it was I was told story in, of one of a faithful elderly lady in, in the church in Kiev Ukraine I was there in, in August and was able to be in our church but when, when the war broke out there in, in Ukraine and, and the Russian army came around and began to surround the city of Kiev trying to take over Kiev the people left and, and and everyone was trying to escape the city and except for the the army the soldiers that were there and and uh, our our missionaries that are on site trying to get saints out of the the city center trying to get them out as bombs are going off missiles are landing in different places and and uh, they called one of the one of the elders of the church, lady who a faithful lady who's been part of that church for many years by the name of Tanya Shulga, who's in her 70s. And they called Tanya and they said, uh, we, we have a van. We have someone that can get you out of the city. If you're ready to get out, we, we can get you out. And, and on the phone she said, I, uh, Pastor, I, I, I can't ever leave here. I've got too many Bible studies that are, that are going on right now. There's people that are hungry. There's people that are hungry right now. And I, I can't leave right now. She said, there's a harvest in the midst of this war, there's a harvest. And so at 70 years old, while other people were trying to escape, there was a 70-year-old saint in the church that said, in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of this world, what I see, I don't see the missiles that are falling. What I see is an opportunity to be a part of a harvest. What I see is an opportunity to give another Bible study. What I see, I can't leave right now, Pastor. I know it's dangerous work, but I see an opportunity to be a part Part of what God is doing in my city. I see an opportunity to be a part of what God is doing in my nation. When I heard that story, such conviction swept over me. So it doesn't matter what, what age you are, whether young or old. The harvest is before us. The harvest isn't for just the young people. The harvest isn't just for the elders. At the 11th hour, he's calling all hands on deck. At the 11th hour, he's saying, if you're willing to be a part of my harvest, I'll use you. You'll see things you've never seen before. You'll experience things you have never seen before if you're willing to step in right now. So I speak this morning to the elder and I speak to the young person. Both I speak to that 
the, the, those that are in between, that, that God at this 11th hour, he is, he's calling everyone. It doesn't matter the age. It's because the time is short. There's just a short amount of time. We, we've got to work. What can I do to be a part of this harvest? That's what missions conference is all about. It's about the harvest. It's, it's about reaching out. It's about, it's about realizing that he's coming back soon. Those of you who will answer the call, you're going to get to experience everything. You're going to experience miraculous visitations of the Holy Ghost. You're going to experience revelations. You're, you're going to experience signs, wonders, and miracles. Not because you're special, but because it's the 11th hour and you're going to get paid the same as those who, 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 who started at the beginning. No, it, it may not seem fair. And, and I've seen and I, I've preached and I've seen things that, that, that have blown my mind. Things that my grandfather preached about. Things that, that my father preached about. But, but they, they had not seen at that point. But they were pointing saying... You're going to see it because the Lord's coming back soon. You're, you're going to see it because the Lord's coming back soon. And now I have begun to see it. I, God has be, allowed me to, to witness the miraculous. He's, been, he's allowed me to witness the, the, the move of a revelation and the outpouring of, of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because you're special, Nathan. No, you're not special. It's the 11th hour. And I'm calling and I'm going to use everyone who's willing, whether you have ability, whether you have talent, whether you have your act together or not. He says if you're willing to get in the harvest I will use you Matthew 25 6 and at midnight there was a cry made behold the bridegroom cometh go ye out to meet him he's coming back soon he's coming back soon I want us all to stand together. The vastness of the field can be overwhelming at times. Seeing how big the field is. And I look at the story and I've thought, you know, maybe, maybe even in this parable, I try not to read too much, but I was thinking the other day, maybe, Maybe the Lord of the harvest in this parable, he miscalculated how big his, why didn't he get everybody in at the beginning? Maybe on the other side, we could say that this harvest is a whole lot bigger than we even imagined. At the beginning when we started out, we knew that there was a harvest coming. And as the day has gone further and further, as we have gone closer to, that, that to the coming of the Lord, we realize, wow. This is a bigger harvest than we even imagined. There's more coming in than we even imagined. We've got to get everybody on board. God's calling you. You've been in church a month? Okay, that's all right. God's calling you. That's why you're here. He's, there's a calling going forth. He's saying, you, 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 I, I'm, I'm going to prepare you. I'm going to, I'm going to send you into the field. I, I've got a work for you to do. Some of, the some of the greatest miracles that I have witnessed in our church in Barcelona, I didn't lay hands on them and pray for them. New converts laid their hands and prayed for them. God used them to see the miraculous. God used them to bring revelation to people. And as the church in Europe and around the world is beginning to grow, I see the Lord of the harvest coming to us today. And the Lord of the harvest steps into CCC. 
And he looks and he sat the 11th hour. And he says, why stand ye here all day idle? And you might say, well, I, 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 I don't really have it all together. I, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to be saved. I'm just, I'm just trying to, to, to get my family to church on Sunday. The Lord of the harvest, he comes, he says, why, why are you standing here idle? He's not saying lazy. He's not saying, why are you lazy? They say, well, you know, we're, 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 just, we're just trying to make it. We're just we're, we're trying to get it. We, we don't have it all together. I don't have the talent. We don't have the ability. But the Lord of the harvest, he says, I want to use you. I want, I'm calling every one of you. I'm, I'm wanting to use you in this last day harvest. And the call of the Lord is going throughout the churches around the world. And I'm seeing it. I talked about it a few, a few moments Friday night about our, our missionaries in, in Brazil. Or the church in Brazil beginning to get that missions pull. And saying we've got to send missionaries around. We've got to send people around. It's the 11th hour in, in the nation of Spain. We've, just, we've sent out our third regional missionary from Spain to other parts of Europe. Because we're trying to get that, that concept in every one of us. We've all got to get into the harvest. It's not just a North American thing. It's, it, it's the Europeans are going to send missionaries. The, the Africans are going to send missionaries. The South Americans are going to send missionaries. The Central Americans are going to send missionaries. Because it's the 11th hour. And God is calling everyone. God God says there's no excuse. Everyone has got to be involved in this 11th hour church. I want us to close our eyes and lift our hands toward heaven. And I want you to begin to respond to the call of the, of the master this morning. He's here tonight. He's here this morning. And he's saying, uh, why are you standing idly by? I, I, I'm, I'm wanting to use you. I'm going to use you. That's it. Just for a moment, look, cry out to the Lord. Lord, I want, we want to answer your call. We want to be a part of what you're doing in this last day church. Lord, we want to be a part, God. Lord, we want to be a part of that calling. We want to be a part of what you're doing. That's it. Just for a moment. Let's respond to the Lord of the harvest who's walked into CCC again this evening this missions conference he's saying I'm calling everyone there's a harvest there's a harvest here in Fredericton there's a harvest in these surrounding communities there's a harvest oh I, I haven't been in church all that long that's okay there's a harvest I need you I need your time I need your talent I need your ability because he's calling everyone will you answer the call will you answer the call this morning that's it just for a moment just for a moment let's cry out to the Lord he's calling us that's what this missions conference is about it's about answering the call it's not just about us uh, about us sending funds. It's about us sending ourselves. It's, it's about us giving of our time. It's about us uh, giving of ourselves because we're all called to be missionaries. We're all called to go. We're all called to be a part of the harvest. No one is exempt. It's the 11th hour. He, he's calling everyone.
the bridegroom cometh the bridegroom cometh go ye out to meet him it's it's almost there it's almost midnight it's he's coming back soon but before he comes back he he says I've got a work for you to do it's going to be the greatest harvest you've ever experienced it's going to be the greatest time it's going to be a, a time it's going to be a time of work it's going to but, but but you're going to see the greatest things that you've ever seen before to you don't have to be called to minister behind the pulpit to be a part of the harvest you may never stand behind this pulpit and preach to this congregation but you're, you're called to be a part and to get into the harvest our young people our students of Northeast Christian College you're going to experience things that our elders preached about and that they've talked about, you're going to experience in a short amount of time an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that has been prophesied. You're going to see the miraculous. You're going to see a quick work. Don't, don't think it's because you're super spiritual. It's because it's the 11th hour. It's the 11th hour and the Lord says, I'm going to use whoever's available. Whoever. But elder, don't think that your time is up either. Well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a little older. I don't know if I have the strength. No, you may not have the strength of the young man. But see, the time is short. We don't have to work very long. It's the 11th hour. And you're going to see those things as well. You're going to see God use you. You're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. You're going to lay your hands on people. They're going to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're going to give a Bible study and revelation is going to come to people. You may have toiled many hours and not seen as many results those first few hours of work that you would like to have in your ministry. But you've preached about it. You've talked about it. You've believed it's going to happen. And so as well at the 11th hour, it may not seem fair that the young person's going to get to say, see the same thing as you, but it's the 11th hour. And he says, I'm calling everybody. Everyone's going to be a part of this. I pray, God, if you're going to do it, then I want to be a part of it. If, 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 you're going, if you're doing something in this last days, then don't let me miss out on what's going on. Whatever my part is to play, Lord, let me play my part. And, but let me do something to be a part of it. Let me be, do something to be a part of what you're doing. It's, it's something I've preached about. And even if, if I can be personal this morning, I've preached about what God is going to do in Spain and what God is doing in Spain I preached about it I prophesied about it and it's like right before <laughs> right before it's coming to flourishing that, 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 that the, the Lord has kind of shifted me and now I'm working in all of Europe and <laughs> I'm testifying this morning about signing the, the contract on this Catholic church that we're about to buy. <laughs> I've been preaching for years. We're going to be buying churches. 
we're going to buy churches. God's going to, I talked to him, I said, we've got these Catholic churches all around here that are empty. God's going to give them to us. And, and at this last hour, I'm not going to be the one that's signing. The, the man I trained, he's going to be the one that signs on that. But it's the 11th hour, and God's doing a quick work. And Pastor Raphael, he's, he's only been in church about eight years. And now, my goodness, I've been preaching about this. I've heard prophecy about this. And, and in a short amount of time, he's only been in church eight years. And he's seen so many miracles. And he, he, he texted me the other day, we're about to sign. Ever the Vatican has signed off. And we're going to sign on this church. We're going to have this church downtown. I'm rejoicing with him. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, you're getting paid the same as me. I've been preaching it for longer. Doesn't seem fair, but it's the 11th hour. We get paid the same. We get to rejoice and be a part of what God is doing in the 11th hour. So this morning, even in our faith promise, we've preached about it, prayed about it. Some of you have been missionaries and have preached around the world and didn't get to see everything that you wanted to see there in the present. But we still get to be a part of it. We still get to sow. We still get to help be a part. We've prayed it into existence. Some of you who have never left this, maybe left this area, you have prayed revivals into existence around the world. On your knees, you have prayed revivals in Europe. And I thank this church. Thank you for praying for Europe. Canada and Europe is closer, really, in culture than than. than United States and, and Europe. Thank you for praying for Europe. Thank you for having that worldview. Thank you for, for praying revivals into existence. We've sent men and women around the world and they have got to be the hands-on but it's taken your prayers. It's taken all of us to be a part of what God is doing in this last days. So what we do this morning with our faith promise given, it's very apostolic. What we do this morning it's very biblical. We commit to be a part of the revival that God is giving around the world. This church has supported my family personally since 2012 and other missionaries around the world. Six million. We've invested into the kingdom because the time is short. And it's amazing. Pastor Lehman to see as the years have progressed the giving has increased and it's going more and more and more and more in the last three years 1.3 million why because it's the 11th hour got to do more it's the 11th hour we've got to get more workers in the field it's the 11th hour we've got to we've got to be a part of what God is doing now so I'd like if you could if you would take that card that you have it says faith promise on the front if you don't have a card if you would, you can lift up your hands if you don't have one, and, and the ushers will bring you one. But if you still need a card, if you would grab that card. But because before we fill this out, I would like for us to pray over this. Of what the Lord could allow us to be a part of and to do. And on there, it has a place for your name, your address. That's not so pastors calling anybody. That's just kind of to keep track of, of the budget of what missions is given and going this year. There's a place there that says what you can give on a monthly basis or a weekly basis or a one-time offering. 
Maybe you don't feel comfortable with putting your name, but if you put how much you would feel to commit on there, in a moment, we'll, we'll bring these together, and we're going to pray over these. But I'd like us to pray and ask the Lord to speak to us of what we could do, what we could give this morning. Now, if the Lord tells you don't give anything this year to missions, I guess obey the Lord. I haven't been in a service where the Lord has told anyone that, but because the heartbeat of the Lord is, is going, it's giving. But I would like us to pray and ask the Lord what He would have us to give. This is faith problem. This is something that's beyond our tithes and offerings. We tithe, we, we give offerings. That's just who we are as, as people of God. This is something that steps into the realm of faith and says, okay, this, this one, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sacrifice this. We're going to give this on a monthly basis. We give our tithes and offerings because that's, that's who we are as Christians. But we're also going to give to the mission around the world. So I'd like if you could, if you'd take that card in your hand and if we could just take a moment and let's just pray and let's talk to the Lord just right where you're at. Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you'd speak to us. I pray that you'd speak to us this morning on what you would have us to do. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to be a part of missions. Thank you for what we, the opportunity we have to impact the world around us. I pray that you would speak to us. Lord, what would you have us to give as individuals or as families? Speak to us this morning. We want to be sensitive to your voice. We want to be a part of what you're doing around the world. Lord, we want to be a part of your mission. Lord, sending our missionaries, sending missionaries around the world, sending helps to our missionaries, getting, helping them with buildings, helping them with rents, helping them with buying chairs, whatever the case may be that we're a part of. I pray that you would, you'd speak to us. Help us to be sensitive to your voice of what we could do on a monthly basis or a weekly basis. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And now I would ask, just right where you're at, if you would take a moment and just, you might need to sit down for a moment, that's okay. Maybe you need to talk with your spouse and say, hey, did, what, what do you feel? What do you feel we should do? But let's take a moment and let's just fill this out just right where you're at. Your spouse is beside you. Maybe the Lord... I'm, I've been nervous to ask my spouse at times because the Lord has given my spouse a higher number than what I felt. But just take a moment, fill that out. And here in a moment, we're going we're gonna to bring this and we're going to lay it on the altar. The altar is a place of sacrifice. It represents sacrifice for us. And here in a moment, we're going to come, we're going to lay these things on the altar. We're going to put it before the Lord and we're going to ask that the Lord will take this. We don't give to get, but we do understand there's principles in when we do give. There's principles that the Lord's going to take care of us. The Lord is going to provide for us. So we're going to pray that the Lord will take this. He will multiply it. He's going to use it to fund the cause of revival around the world. I believe we can all be a part of something. We can all give something. We can all be a part of giving to missions. Just take a moment, fill that out. If our musicians or our singers can get ready to, to sing here in a moment, we're gonna we'll lay these on the altar in a moment, and I know that it's 
crowd of this size. There may be, there's many needs that are here. And the Holy Ghost is already here, but He's going to move among us. If you have a need here this morning, we serve a God that will meet our needs. We serve a God that's going to touch. He's going to, to heal. He's going to deliver us this morning. Whatever your need may be. I want us all to stand together. This morning when we come, we don't we, we come rejoicing. We come knowing that we're investing into the kingdom of God. We're investing in souls. So we don't come sad. We don't come with our heads down. We come rejoicing. We're part of the harvest. Now, giving doesn't exclude us from working as well. Some people have thought, well, if I, if I give, then I don't have to work. I'm giving so that others may go. No, we're all called to go. We're going to give so that others can go to the other parts that we can't reach. But we're going to also work because there's a harvest right here in Fredericton. There's a harvest all around us. God has called us to be a part of that 11th hour labor group. So if we could, let's begin to bring your cards. If you can come as families, if your family's with you, come and bring. And we're just going to lay these on the altar. And if you'd lay those on the altar and then just take a small step back. Don't go back to your seat, but just lay that on the altar. And just leave room for other people to lay it on the altar. We're going to just kind of come around as families, if your family's with you. Because we're going to pray together here in just a moment. We're going to pray over these. We're going to pray for what needs may be. Thank you, thank you for coming. Just leave room in the aisles for the people to get in and to get down. Lay it on the altar. Take a step to the side or just take a step back. I know these cards here on the altar this morning, they represent sacrifice. Big or small, it represents sacrifice. We're giving this morning not because we have an overabundance. We're giving because we want to be a conduit through which the Holy Ghost can move. We're giving because we want to be a conduit through which missions can flow through. Because we're a part of the 11th hour laborers whether giving by sending others but also working here in our local community he's called us here in this local area God's going to use us God's going to use you maybe God is calling some of you I know this this area of New Brunswick has such a rich history of people that have answered the call and have gone around the world and impacted nations from this province of New Brunswick some of our greatest missionaries have come from this province because people heard that call, that 11th hour call said I'm willing to go and I do, I believe that even this morning that call could be going forth to someone that you would feel to the, in the future to step into a, a role in missions I want to encourage you to answer that call the time is short, you might think oh, I don't really know what I'm doing, that's okay no one knew what they were doing when they started. They just heard a call and said, where can I get involved? 
I want us to, to pray now for these, this, this sacrificial faith promise commitments here this morning. If you could extend your hands towards these cards. They represent sacrifice. That This represents funds that are going to go into the harvest. I want us to pray that the Lord would take this, that he would multiply. Lord Jesus, we pray, Lord, for our missionaries this morning. We pray, Lord, for those around the world that we have sending, that we are supporting on a monthly basis. Lord, we pray, God, that you would take, Lord, this sacrifice, that you would use it for your glory, that you would multiply it. Lord, that you would take it, that from this area, that we would impact the world, that from this area, nations would be impacted. Lord, I pray, God, that you would take this sacrifice, that you would use it, you would multiply it. Lord, use it for your will in the name of Jesus. Lord, we want to be a part of what you're doing around the world. Lord, we want to be a part of what you're doing here in Fredericton. But, but we're not satisfied with just this. Lord, we want our sending capacity to grow even more. We want to be a part of that sending. Lord, we, Lord, we are part of that sending. Lord, we pray, Lord, that for our missionaries this morning. Lord, our missionaries in, in, in South America, in Central America, in Africa, in, in Asia, in the Pacific, in, in, in Europe, in in, 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 in Eurasia, Lord, I pray, God, we pray, Lord, that you would use them. Lord, let there be a great harvest in every one of those nations. Lord, we pray, Lord, that there would be a great harvest, God, that you would use, Lord, this, what we bring here this morning to bring a great revival, that there would be a revelation of your name, that there would be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, that there would be an outpouring of signs, wonders, and miracles that happen around the world because we are a part of that 11th hour. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would take this, Lord, and that in this last hour that our missionaries and our preachers, those around the world, that they would experience, Lord, a great outpouring out of your spirit they would experience that third hour visitation they would experience that sixth hour visitation they would experience that ninth hour visitation Lord I pray Lord that there be a visitation of your spirit across our, our world there be a visitation of your spirit in the name of Jesus that's it that's it that's it we're praying into a revival into being right now we're praying revivals into being we're praying churches into being right now. In those air unreached areas, in those access challenge areas, in those places that have been hard to reach, God. Lord, I pray, God, Lord, that you'd open up the windows of heaven. Let the Holy Ghost be poured out. Lord, we want to be a part of what you're doing in this last hour. just begin to touch us if you have a need here this morning you came here with a need in your in your family a need in your body if you have a need in your life we serve a miracle working God if you'll lift your hands and begin to reach out to him we're going to believe that the Holy Ghost is going to be able to fall over you that's it just begin to worship the Lord as you begin to worship worship is faith Lord I thank you Lord Lord for touching my body thank you for touching my family that's it hallelujah that's it if you feel to pray for someone beside you, you may not know their need. Go ahead and minister to someone beside you. If you feel to answer, you're answering that call this morning to be a part of the harvest. Answering that call to be a part of what God wants to do through you. That's it. 
just cry out to the Lord this morning. Here I am, Lord. Lord, use me. Lord, I want to be a part of what you're doing in this last days. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. That's it. Begin to pray for one another. The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is here to minister. Hallelujah. Jesus.